Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Real. Newcastle Libraries can be accessed wherever you live with the Newcastle Libraries app. Put borrowing at your fingertips. We would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land on which we live, the Awabakal and Waramai people, who were the first storytellers of this nation and are the proud survivors of more than 200 years of continuing dispossession. Hello everyone. Today we have a special bonus edition of Your Summer Stories featuring Nina Kenwood discussing her latest novel, Unnecessary Drama, with her own Danny Hilliard. So let's get straight to it. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Library's Young Adult Your Summer Stories podcast. My name is Danny, and with me today is Nina Kenwood. Nina Kenwood is an award-winning author living in Melbourne. Her debut YA novel, It Sounded Better in My Head, won the Tex Prize and was a finalist for the American Libraries Association William C. Morris Award, a CBCA notable book, as well as being shortlisted for the New South Wales Premier's Literary Awards, the Queensland Literary Awards, the Russell Prize for Humour Writing, the Indie Book Awards and the Australian Book Industry Awards. It Sounded Better in My Head has been published in six languages and is optioned for a film. Unnecessary Drama is Nina's second novel and is the reason why we are here today. So thank you so much, Nina, for coming and joining us today. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. And can I say like, how much I loved Unnecessary Drama? It, the, the book that I had read before this was like, it was a really great novel, but it was one of those like psychological thrillers where you don't feel good about life at the end um, of it, which was really, really good. But it's like, I need something to soothe my soul. And it was the perfect balm for my broken heart. So, Oh, I'm glad. Yes, that's, I like to think that I write books that soothe your soul. So I'm very yes. glad. No, it definitely did. And there were so many things. I loved the characters and I loved the relationships between the characters and how, um, you know, they developed through it. So, you know, particularly Brooke and her sister, how it sort of, you know, how that kind of developed through um, the story. There were so many parts that I laughed um, in this. There's one part in, in particular where I had like hysterically cackled myself. Um, <laughs> it was the, not giving away much in the way of spoilers, but it was the nice jacket message and the return response to that, just sitting on my lounge cackling like a mad woman. <laughs> Just such a random thing, and I loved it. Uh, thank you. But what inspired you to write unnecessary drama, and was this book different uh, different to write as compared to it sounded better in my head? Uh, definitely very different to write. Um, you know, when you're writing your first book, Welcome Me, with it sounded better in my head. Uh, no one cared. Like no one knew I was writing. I didn't have a publisher. I was just doing it for me. So it's that kind of. There were no stakes. It was very low pressure. There was no time frame to write under. At the same time, it's very hard to stay motivated when no one cares. Um, and so that's, it's a very unique experience writing your first book compared to um, anything that comes after because once you're published, everything kind of changes. And in this case, um, yeah, I was writing to a deadline. I was, I, I had originally hoped to write the second book before the first one comes out. That's the advice everyone tells you, um, but that, did not happen. So I was writing it um, during the pandemic years, 2020, 2021. Um, and I guess that's how the main character of Unnecessary Drama, Brooke, is a very anxious character. And I think I was channeling a lot of my anxieties of the world into her while still also writing the book um, to as an escape, as a joyful sort of heartwarming soothing of the soul kind of book so 
Definitely hit the mark on that one. (laughs) Um, Did you draw on any personal experiences? I know you're talking about your anxiety um, going through the pandemic um, or any other events. So do you have like any share house horror stories? I guess what I'm really going with here. Um, Well, mouse in the book and that the house I was actually living in at the time, while not a share house, was a... drafty old Melbourne house and with a mouse in it. So the mouse, (laughs) the mouse was something I was living with during um, the writing of the book. Uh, And yeah, I drew on a lot of different, not just my share house experiences, but those of um, friends and family. Um, There's a, there's a couple of brief sort of throwaway things in there around, um, you know, the idea of someone living having a space just behind the couch as their room. And that was drawn on my brother who lived in a share house where someone just lived behind the couch. And so things like that. You wouldn't think that sort of stuff actually happens. (laughs) I think when you're young, uh, you're all, you're very adaptable. And it's that whole thing too, you're out of your parents' home and you're like, I'm free. And you don't really kind of, yeah. Um, was there any particular scene that was the easiest or the most fun to write? And on the flip side to that, were there any scenes that were particularly difficult? Um, well, because the book is at its heart a rom-com, all the scenes between Brooke and Jesse, um, the sort of slow burn couple of the book were the most enjoyable to write. I just, I just really enjoyed writing their dynamic. I enjoyed, um, writing... There's a scene, actually the cover image is taken from a scene in the book that I really love writing where they're, it's, they're up late. Um, she's watching one of her comfort TV shows and he joins her and, um, yeah, they have a, there's a lot of fun banter and various things happen in that scene. And that's, that's where the cover, the cover illustration came from. Which is adorable, by the way. I love the cover art. I know. It's so nice. So I was pretty. Really lucky. So pretty. Um, yeah, well, like this, yeah, favourite scenes, like flipping back to that, I know kind of the, the dynamic between um, Brooke and Jesse. Another one that I've seen that I really, really loved was the whole apology presence. Again, not doing much in the way of spoilers. I just loved that whole thing where he's kind of like, I did this and then I did this and then I did this. And it just kind of, it's very entertaining. I really enjoyed yes, that. Yes, it was, I mean, to give sort of listeners the outline of the book, which is that to Brooke is living with um, her uh high school friend term ne- nemesis jesse as a roommate in first year uni and um he has they had a falling out in high school and i guess a lot of the book is about her learning to trust him again then becoming friends and all of that and so that that felt like a necessary part of the journey that scene yeah it was good and that whole thing like i'm a big fan enemies to lovers is like my go-to thing um <laughs> love it um but like this one's yeah as we said the development of their relationship so yeah there's like the enemies it didn't just go straight to enemies to lovers it was kind of enemies to friends to which was yes. really cool well friends to enemies to friends to lovers i think it's <laughs> to follow the entire journey yeah yikes um but yeah talking I guess on that scene as well which was one of my questions is that yes Brooke does have her um re-watching of Vampire Diaries and is are there any tv shows that you like to comfort rewatch? Uh, that was that is one of mine Vampire Diaries um but I mean there's so many Gilmore Girls 
anything I, I used to watch a lot of growing up I, I grew up on teen dramas like Dawson's Creek the OC Gossip Girl and so I love to sort of go back to those old school teen shows that still give you you know all the feels to get in the mood um when you want to sit down and write a teen drama of your own um are there any other books that you would recommend for people who enjoyed unnecessary drama oh yes as in, um, as in i'm after recommendations because i want to read more like that <laughs> well if you're after australian ya um i loved um Lauren Draper's The Museum of Broken Things, which captures that very old school teen drama kind of feel, I think of like romance and small town and or mysteries and all of that. Um, then there's um, Dancing Barefoot by Alice Boyle, which is a uh, rom-com of, a queer rom-com set in Melbourne. So it captures those Melbourne vibes. Um, I mean, there's a plethora of, if you're looking at uh, adult rom-coms, it's a boom time, thanks to book talk of um, a lot of rom-coms out there at the moment and enemies to lovers is a very popular a very popular trope and there's a lot that have had a resurgence too so things that you know were published years and years ago mm. that have yes thanks to book talk had a book talk well words um had a resurgence as well so it is pretty cool yeah yes uh it is it's an exciting time to be writing rom-coms um, what is your most favourite and least favourite tropes to read and write? Um, well, I do love Enemies to Lovers. That's why I put it in the book. I do love, um, I also, not to give spoilers, there is a there is a touch of fake dating in, in the book and I do love that as a trope. Um, oh, gosh, if we're talking romance tropes, all kinds, from there's only one bed to friends to lovers to um, uh, forced proximity or fake marriage, fake dating, all of those. It's, there's an endless number of wonderful tropes. Uh, there's it, there's almost love triangles, which I know a lot of people hate. Um, <laughs> okay, no one can see me cringe then. Um, <laughs> so you do you. You're so good. <laughs> yeah, that would, um, love triangles are controversial. <laughs> I think any trope done well is enjoyable. That is true. That is very, very true. Are there any, I guess, that you, like, on the flip side, that you're not enjoy as much? Um, hmm. I'm not into huge age gaps. Uh, or I guess the more sort of literary fiction kind of trope of, like, professor going through midlife crisis who's like dating his one of his uh, college students or something like that yeah. that kind of um just a, a man in midlife crisis doing something cheating on his wife is not is not a, a trope that I love in in fiction no fair enough I'm, just, no, I'm not a fan either but that's okay we <laughs> each their own um what do you hope people take away after reading your books um, I hope, I, I like to think that, or I'm trying to write the kind of book that um, people would read with a smile on their face and um, that, yeah, you feel sort of happy, you feel joyful, you feel like you've made friends with the characters. That's, they're the kind of feelings I hope a reader comes away with the book with. Yeah, yeah, I 
could say I, I could be friends with all of those characters. And so, you know, it's quite a bit sad when you, you read the final page and you're like, oh, I have to say goodbye now. <laughs> but I don't want to. <laughs> um, can you give us any sneak peeks on any future projects that you might be working on? Um, I'm trying to write an adult rom-com at the moment. Um, Yay! But look, you know, when you're, when you're in the midst of writing something, it, it feels fraught to even talk to even say that you're writing something, you don't want to jinx things. And um, yes, but that's, that is what I'm working on at the moment. Excellent. I am here for this. <laughs> um, and I've got, I guess I got some really quick, like, you know, lightning round, getting to know mm-hmm. you kind of questions if you're up mm-hmm. for them. Absolutely. Um, wonderful. What was the last book that you read? Oh, why did my mind just suddenly go blank? Um <laughs> Oh, I read um, Rules for Visiting by, I can't remember her last name. Um, It's a very, it's one of those kind of literary fiction books that have no plot, uh, nothing happens, beautifully written um, with a very prickly kind of main character and a lot of interesting ideas and I really loved it. And now I'm reading, um, I'm halfway through a rom-com, Mad About You by... I don't know how to say her name. Mahari McFarlane? I'm not sure oh, yep, yep, yep. Yeah, um, which is really enjoyable. Okay, I've seen her books on our shelves and I've kind of, the, I like the covers, so I'm, I'm. it's on my list, the ever-growing it's list really, that never ends. It's really fun. It's it's a little bit like your classic rom-com crossed with maybe Marion Key's family drama stuff, so it's mm. really good. Okay, okay. That's good to know. Um, what is your favourite movie? Oh, uh, When Harry Met Sally. Oh. <laughs> and then my second favourite close is Aliens, which is a oh. very different kind of vibe. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I you know, love it. Love everything about it. That's so oh. random. Um, favourite food? Um, oh, gosh, that's a hard one. There's so many. I love like. I'll even take a top five at this point. Uh, delicious croissant with a good cup of coffee. I'm hungry now. Yeah. <laughs> worst. Um, your, I guess, here you go, best and worst flavour of ice cream. This can be really polarising, this uh, one I've found. Best is chocolate. Worst is, oh, God, I don't know, probably licorice. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, I mean, I like licorice. <laughs> Or, yeah, yeah. Or actually, no, controversially, worst. Um, or anything like that. Or like those kind of, um, uh, what is it? Like chocolate cookie dough. One oh, with chunks in it. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not that into that. Yeah, okay, cool. We can be friends. Um, yeah, same thing. <laughs> that cookies and cream. Any, if, like ice cream is, yes, is ice cream. You cream. don't want. Yep, yep, yep. 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 Don't want lumps in it. No. That's it's it. like yogurt. That's yogurt with lumps before. in it. No. Yeah. <laughs> so much no. Um, I guess, you know, running through this really quickly. Last question. Favourite music? Oh, at what the moment, like Taylor Swift. Um, I'm <laughs> still on my midnights listening. So, yeah. Yes. Uh, my daughter is such a big fan of Taylor Swift. And I'm just like, yay, I'm going to be in the next room. <laughs> Oh dear. And on that wonderful note, I think that's all I have. Is there anything else that you would like to share with our wonderful listeners today? Um, no, 
I think that's everything. Just keep reading, keep reading Australian books. Yes, very much so. Um, well, if you're listening to this podcast, one would think that you are involved with our Your Summer Stories program. So hopefully you have already read Unnecessary Drama. If you haven't, do it. It's a really good book. Um, and again, I know I say this a lot, but your life will be better for it. Particularly if you read like horrible things, Soothing Your Soul book. It's great. <laughs> Thank you again. You've been wonderful, Nina, and we wish you all the best. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This was recorded at the Digital Library at 12 Stewart Avenue in Newcastle. This podcast room is available to hire and comes equipped with microphones, headphones and a sound mixer. Everything you need to start recording something yourself. If you or anyone you know is interested in recording a podcast themselves, get in touch with your local library.